SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, December 2nd. I'm Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. I'm so glad you can join us, whether you're listening here in Jacksonville, Florida, down in St. Augustine, up in Folkestone, Georgia, in Meridian, Mississippi, or up in uh, Virginia, in the Chesapeake and Virginia Beach area. We're so glad you're joining us today, and you are in for a treat today, because I uh, ran into a guy i don't even know how to describe him i would say he's a friend but uh i i i mean it's not like we keep in touch all the time but he he was pretty influential in my life he was uh, a guy who came into my life very early like when i was a teenager my wife was a teenager and he had an impact in a, several places as a preacher as a minister and as an older brother in the lord and uh, I was just real excited. I got to run into him uh, over the holidays in Mississippi, of all places. And uh, I am just think you're going to be really encouraged to hear his story, hear about his ministry. And uh, if you're a pastor or if you are a ministry leader or involved with your church's outreach at all, he's a great guy to bring in to entertain people as well as engage people for the gospel so uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Al Fike to SWAT Radio. Al, welcome. How are you? Hey, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, and, and if you folks couldn't tell, Al's from uh, upstate New York. You can tell from his accent, you know, he's right there in uh, uh, Brooklyn kind of guy. No, anyway, Al, Al is a southerner just like me. And uh, yep. he, he, Al, you live in Texas now, don't you? I do. I live in Dallas, and uh, it's so funny you mentioned about our bumping into each other. This this blew me away totally. About the rest of my trip back, I couldn't get over it because we were like in Edwards, Mississippi. This is what the final scene to Old Brother War Arthur's film. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. they're walking, yeah. you know, walking, dragging the girls in, with the rope. Yeah. You know, that little town, that's where we were, and it was just a Love's truck stop. And I was just walking out, and you hollered my name out. And I mean, the timing could not have been more perfect, right? Yeah. And, well, and I it, well, around, I went, "Oh my gosh!" You know, could just I just didn't know anybody would know me. Yeah. Well, and it's so it's so me. funny. Well, no, and I was behind you, which I mean, I didn't yeah. even get the full facial shot to see who you were. <laughs> I just got the left profile, and I the said, postal. "But." But but I go yeah but I go, well you got to remember view. Al I was an FBI agent right so I'm, I was That's trained right. to spot wanted poster guys and so uh, <laughs> I saw this guy and I go That's Al Fike Al I don't Absolutely. think I've seen you probably in forty years maybe it I, had to be forty yeah it's yeah. it's crazy now I have talked to you because you you were yep. one of those guys that. I ran into, and we had a mutual friend who, and actually he's the one that invited you to Meridian, uh, David Ingram, I think helped set right. that whole thing up, but yes. you were you were an evangelistic entertainer. You used comedy, yeah. and, um, and, and I saw you out at Glorietta when I was out there as well, but let me just real quick yeah. go down sure. and, and tell people that you have been on TV, you've done radio, you've been with people like Bob Hope, Lee Greenwood, 
Jerry Clower, which a lot of people outside of Mississippi may not know, but Jerry Clower was one of the funniest guys ever. There was nobody could tell stories like Jerry Clower. Um, he was great. Yeah, he was great. And you, you've been doing comedy uh, for a long time. You're, you're an artist. You play guitars. Uh, you play handsaws. You even play your hands, <laughs> if I remember right. You do all kinds yeah, we'll of... we'll see that a little lighter. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll... Yes. We'll, we'll slip that one in. Yeah, so he does all kind of stuff, and uh, he's got a website called alfike.com, A-L-F-I-K-E.com, and his number's on there. And if you're in the Texas area and you don't need a comedian but you need to get your concealed weapons license, you can call Al as well because he does that. <laughs> he is just that kind of guy. He is a great, yeah. great brother, and Al... I am so thankful that one you would, uh, were in Mississippi when you were two that uh, you agreed to be on today because I, I want to just Absolutely. set you up a little bit because Al was speaking in Meridian and mm. my wife and I was there. We, we she was I don't know sixteen maybe and I was nineteen and we were there listening to Al and then we wanted to talk to him afterwards. And he came out in the parking lot and sat in our car with us and talked to us about the Lord. And I've never forgotten that. I mean, I haven't. I get I get emotional when I think about it because it's people like you that God's brought in my life, David Ingram, you and others, that God has brought into my life and influenced me to where I want to live for him. You, you say one of your goals is to glorify Christ, and you want to just glorify him that's what I want to do, and I'm so grateful that God brought our paths together 40 years ago and again. Yeah. So, so Al, how did you start following Christ, first of all? Well, uh, you know, I've always been brought up in church in Leakesville, Mississippi. That's my hometown <laughs> between Hattiesburg and Mobile, Alabama. Um, <clears throat> in fact, um, my parents raised us up there. When I was nine years old, I, I, I became a believer and a follower of Jesus, and you know, I just knew that that was what I wanted to do and had a great example growing up. Um, you know, I, 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 when I was 17, I, the big change in my life happened when I was 17 when I started reading the Bible, and I started reading Proverbs. Um, Proverbs just totally changed my life, and consequently, I wrote a devotional book on Proverbs called Wise Guy, 31 Success Principles of King Solomon is on Amazon. But anyway, it's just it was just something I wrote for myself, not to be a book, but it just it just changed my life. There's 31 chapters in it. There's 31 days in the month. And I started reading the Living Bible um, paraphrase version of that, and I just couldn't believe how relevant God's Word was, and I, I just went from there. I mean, it just totally, totally changed my life. And for those of you who don't know, I'm 65 now. I'll be 66 this month, so I am a little older. <laughs> I don't feel old. I still feel 28. Um, but that changed me, man. I'll tell you, it just changed. God's Word got in my life and changed me. And from that point on, when I was 17, I went into the ministry, and I went to college at William Carey in Hattiesburg. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't care what it is. Um, you, I know what you want me to do. I'm going to share the, your, your, I'm going to share the message of you. Uh, but I want you to just help me to use whatever talents and gifts and abilities that you have given me uh, that I have developed or can develop, I want to use all of those to just turn the tide of people to look to you through what you've called me to do. So I guess that's a summary, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, 
kind of where I'm at and still there, you know, just don't want to ever stop. Well, and even with the concealed handgun license <laughs> thing, you know, it's so funny. I, but I was down there in Mississippi doing a training video shooting on our property uh-huh. <laughs> down there. I got a YouTube channel on it, but um, I was down there doing that. But, um, you know, I just told the Lord, so Lord, if I could, in fact, when I had those classes, People come to my class, get their license to carry and everything. I mean, I'm always sharing the gospel one way or another at the end, you know, to just uh, just to bring bring God into everything mm. uh, that I'm doing, regardless of what it is. Anyway, I didn't mean to talk too much. No, 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 no. That's, that's great. And, you know, your book, Wise Guy, is at Amazon.com if people want it. It's 31 Success Secrets of Solomon. And, um, Mm -hmm. but you know, here's the thing about Solomon too, you know, and God sovereignly put those proverbs there for us, but Solomon at the end of his life did not even follow a lot of those proverbs. No, he screwed up, man. He He, screwed up and then wrote Ecclesiastes as a result. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. He realized, he he said, you know what? I'm stupid. Um, (laughs) I need to get my act together. And he finally just came around to Ecclesiastes. If you want to talk about a sobering book to read, mm. and let me tell you two things about that, okay, connected to Proverbs. Um, Ecclesiastes is a total eye-opener. I mean, it will sober you up mm. in a heartbeat because Solomon, who is the wealthiest, uh, most successful man on the planet and a very wise man who didn't follow his own advice sometimes, he he finally came to grips with what life was really all about, mm-hmm. and that is just obeying God, keeping His commands, and doing what He says, and loving Him. You know. But here's the thing: if you read Ecclesiastes from a from a um, a human perspective, mm-hmm. it'll depress the living daylights out of you. Okay. Yeah. But if you read it the way it's supposed to be read from a heavenly perspective, it'll excite you mm. because you'll say you'll say to yourself. This is not all there is to life, and Jesus is coming back, and he's going to take us home, you know, to, to have a new heaven and a new earth. And Sorry, my dogs are helping me here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, this is a this is a, a, a just an all-in-the-family kind of program, so you're welcome yeah, to have he, your kids, your dogs, loves, whatever. Loves the, she loves the Amazon, the Amazon deliverers. You know, she loves them. So. Okay. Well, that's long-haired dachshunds. Well, that's that's anyway. the beauty of radio. You know, you're not on a camera somewhere. I mean, you can be talking, you can be uh, doing a lot of different <laughs> things we won't even talk about here. But but you anyway. Right. Uh, well, hey, listen. You I'm know, not going to flush the toilet. No, p- please don't do that. Let's have some decorum <laughs> here. Uh, right. But uh, anyway, hey, you are listening to Al Fike. Al is a friend and uh, brother in the Lord, and when he comes back. I want him to share, if you don't mind, Al, kind of how you got into comedy. You know, like, I mean, like, did you, you know, did you know you were going to do that? Uh, Were you, were you, like, for me, I kind of had this calling to preach or minister. I knew I was going to minister. And, you know, was, was that something you felt called to do? And then comedy became a part. So we got to go to a station break, but we'll be right back uh, in about uh, a minute. So, uh, hey, you're listening to Al Fike. While we're on the station break, if you want to go check out his website, it's alfike.com. That's A-L-F-I-K-E.com. Or you can go to Amazon and get his book on uh, Solomon and the Proverbs and Wisdom. We're going to be right back with more of Al Fike on SWAT Radio. Thanks for listening today. We'll be right back after this break. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. SWAT Radio, and that was Soulful Celebration with their version of the Hallelujah Chorus. I love that. Do you like that, Al? Have you ever heard that? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> you need you need to Google that or go to YouTube and watch that. Soulful Celebration. <laughs> it is good. It always makes me just start stomping my feet, clapping my hands. Awesome. I just Yeah, absolutely. It, it's good stuff. Well, listen, yeah. um, I want to go back to um, after you, you know, you knew you were his. When did you know you wanted uh, that he wanted you to be one of his ministers out there? I mean, we're all ministers, but I mean, out there where you were doing that full time and then comedy. I mean, how how did you get into comedy? Well, I'll make it real quick. I, I was doing a lot of preaching and teaching and, you know, the Glorietta, New Mexico thing where I'm at. That kind of catapulted me a little bit nationally with all the people that came out to that those conferences that summer of eighty seventy nine and eighty. Um, I started. I, I've always been able to entertain some, you know, play guitar and so forth. And then I um, wound up. I would do a one night, like after a service, I would just do a little comedy bit fellowship thing. And then in nineteen eighty, it just sort of it just sort of transitioned to that. Um, instead of me being gone for a week. You know, I could be gone for a night or two, uh, do that, and still minister, mm-hmm. and then, you know, can kind of be back home. So um, it, it just started building on itself, and then more of the invitations for me to come speak or, you know, do whatever at these churches. It was like, hey, we got this banquet coming up. Can you entertain for us? And so that's what I wound up doing, and it really just transitioned to that, that way, and I've been kind of doing it ever since, mm. you know. 
Well, uh, so that's sort of how that happened. And and well, you you were funny. You did impressions. I remember that you did. Yeah. Uh, if I, if, uh, you you did different ones. You did Billy Graham, which inspired me to do Billy Graham. I remember after I met you, I started doing Billy Graham. My probably my most my best impersonations voice wise are Billy Graham and Bill Clinton, just because Southern voices, right? You can do those easy. Yeah, <laughs> but you are yeah. you are always good at that, and uh, you know, I, I talk a little bit about comedy in in helping people like i mean like i know in your case you you went through a pretty tough time uh in your life even though when you're in ministry people have this idea that somehow you you don't have to deal with the problems that everybody else does i guess i don't know because uh, but 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 you got a huge target on you when you're in ministry um yeah and you your wife left you um how how one does that happen to you as a minister and how can you still yeah. be funny and and want to do comedy after that i mean like uh how, how did you deal with that uh, yeah that's a really good question uh first of all let me say that after all these years of us you know my wife remarried and um and i was single for like four years and got remarried to another wonderful lady been married 24 years to her to carolyn but my wife and I, my first wife and I get along fantastic now. She's she's had a great change. I mean, I, I'll say in, in, her, in her heart to the Lord, and she follows the Lord. And, you know, she we, we both, you know, regret what had happened, uh, but it was something that we couldn't change. Uh, and, and God just, they just had to move forward and, and deal with it. But I, um, and by the way, and, and I'll say all that to say that I'm not slamming her, you know, for leaving or anything. It's just, I can't do that. There's too much grace involved here, you know, to be bitter. Uh And I learned to get rid of that a long time ago. Um, But, um, um, you know, it was really interesting. I I would get up on the stage and I would entertain for an hour or or how long it was, an hour, hour and a half. And then I I, I struggled to do that because I was hurting so bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew I had to do it because I had commitments. And then I would just go back to the hotel room and cry myself to sleep. You know, that's <laughs> that's kind of how it was. It was just so painful and not knowing what to do and thinking, oh, my ministry's over. I'll never be able to. Nobody will want me because I'm tainted and that kind of thing. And, you know, I really didn't want it. But um, God just kind of brought about a, a healing in, um, in her and um, in me and you know, now we get along fine. I, was, I always tell people, I joke about this, and say, well, my first wife left and everything. But I, there's some good that came out of that, you know, because I now have a husband-in-law. <laughs> you got a <laughs> you know, husband-in-law. That's fine. Yeah, you know, so we have to, you know, look at it that way. But um, And there was even deeper pain that went through it because uh, just, you know, I am being transparent here. So I I, I have to tell everybody I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm making <laughs> myself vulnerable right now. Uh, but it's just part of my story. Uh, my fourth child, my fourth child was not mine. She was theirs, and I didn't know that until a year, uh-huh. you know, later. Uh, so that was very difficult. Uh-huh. Um, but the beautiful part about it is, is that we treat her like she's biologically, you know, she's not ours, but we treat her that way because she is ours and uh-huh. she's theirs. And you know what I mean? It's just that we have four kids all together, and it's just a, just a beautiful thing. We all get along great. So, well, you know, it's a broken world, though, isn't it, Al? Yeah, it is, and people need to understand that. We need to understand that life is not uh, it's, it's not going to always be easy all the time. There are struggles, um, 
I was I was telling one of my friends today, I was saying he and his wife are having some challenges. I said, look, you know, that's fine. It's not bad that you're having challenges. I said, and if you need to go to a good godly counselor, you know, or go to them because and just look at that as not being a failure because you've got to go get some help. Look at it as an oil change. Mm. I just, I, I, hey, we're having a little trouble here. We've got to go get an oil change. You know, we mm. do that every so often. And that's what even my wife, Carolyn, we've done that several times. Um, gone to talk. We couldn't work things out. It's kind of like refereeing your own basketball game. <laughs> Those are hard, man. And um, so we go and get some help, and it, it just helped us. It, it just it was all changed for our marriage, and, and that's gonna that's gonna happen. So anyway, anyway, to say all that, tough times, difficult times happen while we're living here. We just have to learn how to um, have the mind of Christ and and do what He would do, seek His Word, and and then and then get through it, and then look at it as an opportunity to help somebody else who's behind us going through a similar thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, I know it, it does. You know, one of the things I was thinking about as I drove away after we reconnected the other night mm-hmm. is I was just thinking about when I was a teenager and you were at Glorietta and you were leading our time, you were teaching and speaking, yeah. you, were, you were bigger than life to us as a teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, we were listening to you. We wanted to be like you. We wanted to have that passion for the Lord. And, you know, yeah. I, I know that you got exposed to a lot of very well-known people uh, and what you did. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how how that was impacted. Was that impacted at all when uh, your wife left or when y'all, when y'all split up there? Um, as far as um, like your ministry, I mean, your, that, yeah, all your ministry yeah. and those relationships. Did did you get a lot of support? <clears throat> were people, you know, I mean, I'm just curious because you were oh, yeah. pretty well connected uh, through all your ministry stuff. Yes, yeah, and and it was uh, it was a um, it was an opportunity to you know look at what I thought was a failure. The last thing I wanted to do is fail in my marriage, you know. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley, who's somebody I listen to almost every day, you know, his wife even left him, you know. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we got things that happen, man. They just yeah. happen. But I still love the guy. He just blessed my heart so much. But um, having help and support, um, I, have, I have a lot of friends that were very, very supportive. I was still active in my church, and I would still teach. And so I, I guess you just look at all of it. If I'm staying on track here, right? Just look at look at everything as you know. You get from, you get into God's word and you seek the medicine of God's word to heal you. Mm-hmm. And then when you're talking to somebody else, you share with them not just good thoughts and not, I'm sending positive vibes your way. You know, I hate <laughs> all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> no, that is such, I, a, I mean, that's that's such a funny thing. Like My wife and I were talking about that the other day. We were making a joke oh, because funny. people. Yeah. Say well, just you know, send some positive thoughts our way. Like positive thoughts are oh, going to change please. what happens, right? <laughs> it's just it's the most bizarre thing. Is you know what it's like, and this is what I was thinking about the other day in my devotional time. It's kind of I was thinking about this. It came up in my mind. It was thinking, you know, if I walk up to the, the kid next door cuts our grass, yeah. okay, and at the same time he cuts his, and if I walked up and walked up to his lawnmower and just knelt down and thanked that lawnmower for cutting my yard, man, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Kids going, hey, dude, excuse me, I'm over here. Would you like thank me? Yeah, that's what we do when we thank the universe for stuff and send the positive vibes your way. I just want to just slap people in Jesus' 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? I mean that that whole that whole thing is. Uh, I think it's what it's what you know what it is. That's terminology for people that don't know God to try to talk exactly. about being nice to somebody or figure out they don't know what to do. You or I would just right, pray right. for people. We would intercede and ask God to intervene. And so, well, I tell them if I hear that, if I hear that, I say, well, what I'm going to do, if it's okay with you, I'm going to go talk to Jesus. I'm going straight to the top and talk to him about you to help you. And I really want him to do that. That's kind of the way I do it. I'm kind of like a, not make, not make fun of it, but just redirect them to say, I am praying to the Lord for you, that he will speak to you. And sometimes if they're lost, I want him to speak to them on how to get saved. Mm-hmm. Or I want him to speak to them, if they're Christians, on how to walk close, closer to him. Well, hey, uh, real real quick, and just uh, we got about a minute before our news break. Do you ever did, have you ever been in touch with Roger Sims? Wasn't that the guy's name who was out there with you when we came as students? I think it was Roger Sims is the guy's name. Okay, he's the most handsome guy. He looks like Tom Selleck. Never <laughs> yeah, he, that's him. That's he's him. He looks like Tom Selleck, man. He is perpetually handsome, and I hate him for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, and you know what's so funny? I just connected with him. We're on Facebook together, and I just connected with him last week to say, just, hey, I was thinking about you. Out of, and it's been several years since I've done that. Well, man, so, yeah, send him a message and tell him to get in touch with you. I'd love to talk to that guy because I, I still remember him, too. You guys were great together. Y'all did a great Thank job you. out at Gloria. Dear friend, man. Yeah. That's good. Dear friend, yeah, absolutely. Okay, man, that's awesome, yeah. All right, well, listen, we're going to go to our news break on the half hour. By the way, if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Al Fike. That's F-I-K-E. You can go to alfike.com and check out more of Al. He's got videos on there. If you want him to come speak, you want him to come share, you can uh, go to his website, and uh, get in touch with him that way. It's also got a book on Amazon on wisdom. You just put in Al Fike and it'll come up. We're going to be back with more of Al. We might even play Al playing a handsaw, uh, playing some Christmas music when we come back on SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. Radio, that's Jingle Bell Rock, I think, by Bobby Helms. Uh, Is that right? Yep, Bobby Helms. How about that? I still remember that, man. That's crazy. All right. Well, well, we don't have Bobby Helms. We have Al Fike. And Al Fike plays the saw. I don't know if you've ever heard the saw, 
But hold on to your hats. This is Al playing Solent, not Silent, Solent Night. Yeah. Okay? Right. So listen to this. I'm going to see if you can hear it. Now you can tell me if it's pretty good, okay? Here we go. Okay. All right. was great that was al at the improv in addison texas and do you still do comedy at the improv out there uh no i haven't done it in a few years we we had about a 12 year run with the christian comedy night yeah at the improv and and uh, it was is very successful and it was kind of it kind of phased out i got real busy with some other stuff and so yeah. well it it, of, well you were playing that's where you were that night that that was funny yeah. so how in the world did you figure out that you could play a saw let me tell you, my dad, I'll make it real quick. My dad has always been able to take it and bend it and hit it and make it whistle, Yeah, you know, and do a siren sound and all that stuff. But when I was a summer missionary in Zambia, Africa in 1977, I believe it was, the music missionary there, whose name is Fred Allen, that doesn't mean anything to you, mm-hmm. but Dwayne Allen of the Oak Ridge Boys, it's his brother. Mm. <clears throat> And he knew how to play a saw, and he pulled it out and started playing when we were 11 of us had our guitars and trumpets and whatever else. And he started playing, and I said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to do that, and that's what I did. Mm. And I've been playing ever since. It's the most requested thing I do and, and, know, on my show. Well, I, I remember that when you were at Glorietta, you, you mm. played a banjo as well, I think. Yeah, I still play banjo. I love banjo, man. That's my favorite. Well, you know yeah. that after I saw you, all I wanted was a banjo, and my wife, Lori, <laughs> for my birthday, bought me a banjo after I saw you play it. She did. That is great. That's the first instrument that I ever got. She ended up getting me a guitar later, but... Because I play all yeah. my instruments by ear. I mean, well, I don't actually use my ear, but, you know, I play by. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? I play. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so she no, bought me a banjo, but you were the first one I saw that I go, wow, I want to learn to play that. You did it, such a good job yeah. on it. And uh, you oh, just my, you play my. a bunch of instruments and you've just been musical. Did your music help you? kind of go through when you were going through the whole divorce thing and just how that difficult time did you ever like for me when i would get upset i would go play the piano or i would go pick up an instrument and i would just go into my music world did you ever do that right very oh absolutely it's very it's very therapeutic and it takes your mind off things it helps you to redirect other parts of your brain to thinking of other things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and to, it goes, that's what David did with the harp, you know, King David did it. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's something I think everybody, I, I would hope that they would do this, but, you know, try to pick up an instrument of some kind and just go to YouTube and get lessons and learn how to play. I mean, I've got, I've got stuff by the way on my YouTube channel, which is Al J 
Fike. If you just look me up, you can see it. Now, I've got some banjo stuff on there that I do, too. But um, it, it is absolutely so much fun. Steve Martin has been a real inspiration to me the last, I don't know, five or six years. I've started playing Clawhammer style banjo, as well as Scruggs three-finger picking style. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Clawhammer, to me, is is really part of my favorite. I've, I've, I've just fallen in love with doing that. And I've, <laughs> you know... Well, it's just great. It's fun. Well, well, if you go to Al's website, uh, which is alfike.com, there's a video of him on there, uh, and and he's actually got a song on there, which I'm still trying to figure out because I, I have to admit I'm a little fuzzy on songs. Oh, it's it's uh, She Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. <laughs> I should know that. Well, <laughs> uh, but but it's your lyrics. It's a right? parody. Yeah, yeah, it's a parody. It's, it's your lyrics. Uh but uh you also have songs on the handsaw, Christmas songs on yeah. there, and the Silent Night Christmas C D. Um uh and they can so, download it they can download it for free. They can go to my website, com and just do where it says music, I think it is, or media. And they can just download the song for free. It's my gift to everybody who wants it. So well, that would be yeah, great. That, that's a great thing. And uh, if you want Al to come speak at your church or event, you can. He's got a contact. Go to more on his website, the more link, and then go to contact. His number's also on there. His email's on there. And sure. I, I can tell you from uh, sitting and watching Al. Uh, it, uh, multiple times and spending a week with him out in Glorietta as a student that I, I've never forgotten uh, the things he shot. But again, what struck me the most about Al was the fact that he would take the time to go get in a car with two young teenagers he didn't know and really speak words of life to them. And uh, I've never forgotten that, Al, and I won't because that says a lot. You know, a lot of people unfortunately who did what you do uh and what i do now is they tend to be people that speak and leave and you know and that's hard because you don't get to know who people are i mean when you sit in a car with somebody and we ask you questions that are difficult Mm -hmm. to answer you you have to be real with people you're not just a platform person talk a little bit about that because i how how hard is it to keep from being a quote platform person when you do what you did because I know you did it for a long time. Yeah, that's a super super great question on there. And let me tell you, who else is a great inspiration for me in that area? Though I, I think I started before Dennis did. I can't remember, but Dennis, Dennis Swanberg, Swan, yeah, he's great. He, he's the same way. I mean, <clears throat> Dennis and I are real, very close friends, and Tim Hawkins and I are very close. We've been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. and. In fact, Tim, Tim used to listen to some of my cassettes when he was working at a Christian bookstore in Tyler, Texas. Can you believe that? Tim Hawkins? Um, yeah. That's, you know, he's coming to Jacksonville. Maybe he's already been here. I think he's already been here. He just came. I got a, some kind of thing about him. That's funny. I didn't know you knew him. Yeah. See, oh, yeah, but known him very well. Yeah, I, 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 I had him several times at the improv, and, you know, he just had a lot of fun with me. But anyway, I didn't mean to chase that rabbit. No, but that's the point right. I'm making is, is that, um, you know, I've always felt, I've never felt comfortable just getting up, doing a show, and not visiting with people afterwards. I know some people. Now, if somebody was trying to shoot me, that'd be a different thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd have to run and leave. But, but I'm talking about just, just people are good down-home folks that want to just talk and ask you questions. I don't mind 
answering them. I mean, I'll just talk, just try to be real. And that same night that I was with y'all, it hasn't really changed today. I, I, I still, I still do that. Listen, I, I go to, I go to assisted living places here in Dallas locally, mm-hmm. you know, it's at two o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the afternoon. There's 25 people there and I'll entertain the heck out of them. We just have so much fun and I'll stick around and talk. That is cool. You know, it's just part of what I love doing because it's, Here's the way I've always looked at ministry, Doug, and I know you're this way too, and I know Dennis is this way, is that no matter where you go, if, you, if it's a small group or if it's a large group, because I've done, I've done 15,000 people at a reunion arena before. I mean, I've, I've been to all of them, you know, all the stuff, the Bob Hope big events, all that stuff. But here's the way I look at it. God puts me in a place, and there might be a little Billy Graham sitting in there. Mm-hmm. So if I turn that down and don't do it, then God may have been saying, I want to use you to talk to this little next Billy Graham, (laughs) you know, coming up and maybe him give his life to to me. So I just, I I just always think in those terms that is, that we're not here to be famous and to be known and to make, say, look at me, how great I am. It is not about that. Because again, read Ecclesiastes, sober yourself up, big guy. You know, it's not about it's not about us. It's about us being obedient and trying to do, you know, the things that God's calling us to do, so that He can work through us to touch other people, to perpetuate, you know, um, changing lives. I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I, I I used to share a story about Edward Kimball, which a lot of people don't know who he is. If you just mentioned his name, they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But Edward Kimball was a, a Sunday school teacher who <laughs> led Dwight Moody to the Lord. And, Isn't that great? You know, and Dwight Moody uh, was, uh, you know, a, a guy God used to, to basically uh, get Frederick B. Meyer, <laughs> F.B. Meyer, mm-hmm. who's an, a great theologian, in sure. really to go deeper with the Lord. Also, he was influential in Wilbur Chapman's life who led Billy Sunday, who uh, influenced yeah. Mordecai Ham to Billy Graham. And I, right. I, I mean, it's just when you look at all those people that Edward Kimball's mm. ministry impacted, it, mm. you, you, and you don't even know who he is, right? And so, That's right. So, and, and so, Al, I told you this the other day, and you just mentioned, you know, God's given you opportunities. I got a chance to preach to 50,000 Hindus over in India uh, about 12 years ago and, and, wow. and then 35,000 in Nepal. And I wow. mean, to stand up and, and see not only the people receive the message, a thousand of them came right. forward. Uh, there, there's churches all over America now that are <laughs> Bhutanese churches that, uh, people came to Christ at that crusade over in Nepal, uh, in, uh, Nepal. And so I share that with you because yes. you're you're seeding in to a 17, 19-year-old in a car mm. not having any idea what God's going to do. Yeah. I am that guy that's you true. talked that's about. That's and, 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 and so I'm so grateful that you've had that attitude. And, uh, and mm. God gave us a chance to reconnect. We're going to our last break. We're going to come back, and I just want you to feel free to share anything to anybody out there who may be listening, who may be struggling this season with maybe relational problems or struggling just, you know, over the holidays and stuff. And just do your thing, okay? 
I will, brother. All right. Hey, we're going to be right back. You're listening to Al Fike. Go to his website, alfike.com, and you can uh, have him come speak. You can get his resources there. You can connect with him. And we'll be right back with our last after our last break in just a second on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Joy to the world. Back to SWAT Radio for our last segment. I am with Al Fike today, um, uh, and Al is just a great guy. Uh, the cleanest com- comedian you've never heard. How about that? I like that. The cleanest yeah. comedy you've never heard. That's his tagline on his website. Uh, Al is an entertainer in, in so many ways, but he's an entertainer who loves the Lord. And... Um, hmm. I, you know, I think about you and comedy the same way I kind of think about Ricky Skaggs and country music. You know, I mean, you both are just Christians, but you do other stuff, (laughs) you know, I mean, like, and, and you had the, the benefit of being able to, like I said, impact people at Glorietta that have never forgot you. And, uh, and so it was just a treat for me after Glorietta to, have you come to Highland Church where we got to visit with you there? That was that was mm-hmm. really a treat. So uh, bless Tom, man. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was really good. You know, in our in our last segment, I was going to mention something. You you mentioned something about people having impacts on others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they don't know they're a nobody, right? Right. Uh-huh. Well, l- let me tell you, my son, my youngest son Clayton Fike, works uh, for Life Church in Oklahoma City. Life Church. If, it's on YouTube. It's everywhere. They've got so many campuses. Craig Craig Groeschel is the pastor. Life Church is the one that created the Uversion Bible app that mm-hmm. 500 million people have downloaded on their phone right now. But what happened was Craig, when he was 21 years old, now this is great, a Gideon walked up and gave him a New Testament. 
Mm. Just a nobody, Gideon, nobody. You know, the pass out the Bibles in the hotels, right? Uh-huh. Gave him a Bible. He read it, got saved, called him the ministry, started a life church, started the Version Bible. After that one little New Testament has turned into 500 million mm. downloads and counting. I mean, it's just like, holy smoke. Mm. How can you... <laughs> And thankfully, Clayton kind of works behind that group a little bit with developing, you know, working on that on that app, on the Version Bible app. But, you know, that's just one of those other stories that you never know what God is going to do mm-hmm. through any of us. Yeah. And and he does it, and then he just explodes, you know, the the blessing of it, whatever that is, he, he explodes it, and it turns into more wonderful opportunities to bring people into the kingdom. It's just it's just amazing. So anyway, that, I wanted to share that because it was kind of like reminds me of that story, and I'm blown away every time I hear it. Yeah, well, um, yeah. one of the things that you had shared before, well, you had shared with me that, you know, when you personally are, I mean, your ministry, you say your sole purpose in life is to glorify God, mm-hmm. to use your mm-hmm. talents and skills to bring others to him. And this morning mm-hmm. at SWAT, I, I, I do these Bible studies here called SWAT. SWAT, by the way, stands yeah. for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And, um, awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I was sharing with the guys this morning from Acts that Luke wrote mm. Acts to basically share how the work had continued. And and the question I asked them is, you know, this morning is, if if Luke was writing about you as someone who was continuing the work the way he did, uh, in Acts, he wrote about all these people like Barnabas and Stephen and others. What would he write about you? I mean, like, what would he write? Yeah. Are, are we doing yeah. the work? And I, I can testify to you that you have done the work. I'm a beneficiary of the work. And I'm just so grateful <coughs> that God brought our paths together in a, a love's truck stop in, in, I, I in Mississippi. It, you know, yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, man, I tell you, there's so much influence going on. I mean, and again, like my pastor, Brother Harden, who is pastor of First Baptist Lakesville, he's the one that I went into the ministry under. And I was the only one out of that church <clears throat> that ever went into the full-time ministry, and there was one other one that came along that did it. Um, but he's in heaven right now rejoicing over the fact that, mm. you know, we're able to kind of have this phone conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it is. It's, well, I think back to uh, Highland and Eastview, little small church in Mississippi that yeah, with I grew David up in. Ingram, man. Yeah, David Ingram, a guy who who I looked up to because he played baseball at Mississippi State, you know, and I wanted to do that, and God Isn't used him in my life, and and him and Debbie, or you know, David was in my wedding, man. I mean, like I I love well, that guy, you know, and uh, he he was just a, a great mentor and. You know, and like I said, he connected us. But when I saw you over there, I, it's very rare that you get to go back to people and really thank them for for doing mm. those little things. I mean, because like I said, you and I haven't stayed in touch. You know, we haven't. I mean, I've right. talked to you maybe once or twice over the years, but but I haven't yeah. seen you in 40 years. So that I was know. just a, such a bizarre gift. And it was because I, I and I needed it. You need it. We were both driving different places and we needed to wake I up. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you were my cup of coffee that night, brother. Oh, oh that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, listen, if somebody's out there, Al, what would you say to somebody who <laughs> maybe 
who may be uh, because of um, they've they've recently been divorced or they've been left or they've suffered a loss, a physical loss. Uh, they've had lost a loved one, and they're just this holiday season. They're they're just really covered up in loneliness right now, and they don't sense yeah. God's presence there because of the grief and loneliness of loss. What would you say to somebody like that as somebody who's had to walk through loss before? Well, it's funny. I was having a devotional time the other day, and I was, I, I was when Jesus was betrayed by all the disciples, you know, and mm-hmm. he says, you know, he says, I'm, I'm not alone. He prayed, and he said, I'm not alone because, Father, you're with me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man alive, you know, how in the world, how can you, I mean, we need people around us, you know, mm-hmm. but to, to get totally isolated and totally alone and say, Lord, you, God, Father, you're all I need. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, Lord, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to be like that. And so, you know, let me say a couple of things, uh, if I can. The um, God's word is very, very, very powerful. Um, we won't experience the power if we don't read it or listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the audio or whatever. And. If, if we focus on the news, we focus on things that are going on in this world, it's going to depress the living daylights out of us. Mm-hmm. We've got to turn our attention and focus on the Word. Um, you know, if I was driving down the highway and I took my hands, I said, hey, I'm just going to take my hands off the wheel just for eight seconds. That's all I'm going to do it for. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, what would happen? You know, I'm going to run off in the ditch or hit another car. Mm-hmm. We always have our hands on the wheel, and we have to do that with our mind. We have to take control of our mind to say, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm going to read something. This God, God's going to say something to me today, and I'm going to find it through his word. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it, and I'm going to find out what it is. That helps us to stay on track. It helps to keep from being as lonely and depressed, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I look at it this way. Here's one of the best illustrations I've ever shared. I had I experienced, and I told this to my kids. My daughter brings it up to me all the time. When I was in Leaksville, my dad would take our cars to the Gulf Station to have it, the oil changed or the, lub- the lubrication in the wheels and all you know grease, mm-hmm. all the grease changed. My my friend would put the put the truck on the rack. It would raise up, and he would take this grease machine. Now now notice what he did not do. What my friend did not do was he didn't try to take all the old grease out of the axles, mm-hmm. okay, because it's impossible. He can't get up in there and do that. What he does is he pumps in new grease. Mm-hmm. There's no room for both. Therefore, the old comes out through the crevices and lands on the floor, on the kitty litter. They sweep it up and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Now he's got new grease in there. A lot of times we try to get rid of things in our life like loneliness or, or depression or, or a habit, we say, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to quit doing this, you know, um, and then we can't do it because we're always thinking about doing it or not doing it. What we need to do is we need to pump in the grease of God's word into our life every day so that there's no room for anything else to be there. Um, and that one thing there just changed my life, man. It just, you know, um, it just changed my life. And, and I encourage people to try to at least do that. There's no other place we can turn to except you know, I tell people two books. If they don't, well, I don't know where to read. Okay, here's what you do: two two books in the Bible, two tracks on the train. You know, the train tracks. Yeah. Proverbs and John. Proverbs and John. Just just focus on those two. Let the rest go for a while. Proverbs and John. Do that, and you'll see your life radically changed. Mm, do that for me. Well, and and uh, again, speaking of Proverbs, 
uh, that book was very impactful to you, so much so that you mm-hmm. shared your thoughts and the impact in a book called Wise Guy. People can go to Amazon.com and just put in Wise Guy or Al Fike, mm-hmm. Al J. Fike, not to be confused with Al K. Fike or Al F. Fike, but Al J. Fike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Al. And uh, uh, you can get that book, and you can get more info on Al at uh, alfike.com. That's A-L-F-I-K-E.com. It has been a pleasure today to have you on, and I'm so glad. Tell your sweet bride, Carolyn, that I appreciate uh, you being allowed to come with us for about an hour today and just share, and just to kind of reminisce a little bit, man. Absolutely, brother. My pleasure, and thank all of y'all for listening, and thank you for a great job you're doing on the radio show. Um, I'm excited to tune in more now that I know you're now know you're doing it. So, um, just such a blessing. I wonder if we have time for a happy birthday song to someone out there. It might be celebrating today. Uh, Do we have time? Uh, yeah. Seconds? Hey, my wife's birthday is in night is in on December nineteenth. So, oh, mine's twenty third. Yours so is in December too. Yeah, do do a birthday. Yeah. We got thirty seconds for you. Do a birthday okay, song for Lori. It'll, right? it'll be it'll be really fast. Okay, here we go. I think I've got it. All Hang right. on. All right, hold on. Right. I got it. It's coming. All right. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was Al playing happy birthday on his hands. I know what that was. I can't believe you could put that out. Al, you're a nut. Thank you for being on today. I love you, brother. And God's blessing on you, Caroline, okay? Hey, listen, if you're listening, hey, you can listen to this or any past program by going to SWATradio.com. That's www.SWATradio.com. Taylor and I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. You can go to Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. Thanks for listening. Go to Al Fike's website for more on him. Hope you guys have a great evening. Take care. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual